Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. The stuff you are insatiable for. The stuff you find truly bingeable. Hello and happy summer, everybody. It's me, D'Angelo. I am flying solo for this episode. I just wanted to give you guys a nice little quick check-in. I wasn't thinking I was going to do an episode because it was a holiday weekend, but I decided let's like let's jump on the mic real quickly and just check in and check out with you guys. Okay? Let's do this. Come on in and breathe. Exhale. Two. Three. Oh my God, can you guys believe if I did one of those kind of podcasts that was like all holistic and like, okay, let's do some breath work. <sighs> okay, I, okay, sorry about that. Um, Anyways, so it's been a nice little 4th of July weekend. Uh, didn't really do much. We just kind of like hung out. Didn't even do a cookout. We didn't even fire up the grill. It's been very much a takeout situation for the weekend. We did do some retail therapy and I did find a couple shirts that I'm probably going to be able to like spin on and wear for a convention i'm going to be going to later this month if you guys are going to the special event convention in miami i'm going to actually be there okay so like let me know hit me up my dms and we can like do that speaking of being out and about this past weekend i did my first in-person live nightclub performer host go-go whatever you want to call it i was actually just pouring beer for pex bar here in san diego for the thirst beer bust happens every first saturday of the month and if i'm available i'm usually there because i actually love it it is so good it's a nice little place that i can like force myself to be social and check in with people that i like and that i know that are from here that are local and it's great because it's really close to my house so it's a hop a skip and a jump and you best believe i still drive because i'm not walking home with money in my pockets i'm not being her okay so Anyways, um, it was a nice little time, nice little kiki, swirled around the bar, twirled around the bar, was pouring beer for people, you know, just kind of enjoying the light conversation. I kept getting so dry, cotton mouth, just because of the small talk. Just, hi, how are you? No, it's so good to see you. It's good to see you, too. How have you been? Oh, yeah. And it just turned into that whole sort of thing. And it was funny because I did see one of my friends, this kid, Ethan, who we kind of like go out here and there friends that you kind of see each other and he was just like yeah it has been kind of like hard to like have this small talk i was like yeah it was and it, and it was like this awkward moment of like it's hard to have small talk and it's laboring and we're both having small talk with each other as we say it. it's very very meta but the thing was i was enjoying my conversation with him at the same time so what does that say about anything but it was cute and one of the things i do love too about pex is that it really is just kind of like a neighborhood bar so you will have like different cross sections of culture and groups and you'll have like random leather guys standing there next to guys who look like somebody's father next to a table full of black gentlemen who have just 
been out and about and now they are there the imperial court couple people will be around then you'll have like the regulars who are just the barflies who you just love upon and so just all these people that i got to like check in with and say hello and just so this random i don't know what this gentleman's name is and it's very hard okay you guys i have like that whole facial blind thing that like from like arrested development you know like i just don't remember people's faces i don't remember their names it's just like okay yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i wait for somebody i'm like okay jorge how are you how are you doing today i don't know why i just did that with an accent don't cancel me okay anyways so we're like talking for a second and they're talking about oh yeah so you can watch the friends you can watch the friends reunion yeah and i was like oh yeah you guys it's a little bit depressing you know we had a whole conversation about this go back a few episodes anyways um so we were just talking about they were talking about that and it was like what what channel is it on and this guy looks at the other one and he goes it's on ash mach I said, what is, what channel is it on? He said, Ash Bio Mach. He said, I, HBO Max, you guys. I lost it. The table lost it. Ash Bio Mach is my new channel. Okay, so like hook it up. Okay, speaking of, let's talk about things that we're binging right currently that is on TV and whatnot. So Too Hot to Handle, I did mention that with Lily Holiday last week. The new episodes just dropped, the final ones, the final four. You guys, if you're not a fan of Too Hot to Handle, this is not going to make you a fan. Watch the first season. The second season is terrible. It is just, they pull so many gimmicks and they just don't know what to do. And you know that they probably had people that were quarantining for 14 days. And so all of a sudden it's like the last two days and they throw like three more people into the mix. It's just, and those people, they have no qualms with anything. They do do a nice little switch up. Okay. Um, I'm not going to give you the spoiler of what they do to switch things up this year, but watch it if you are going to be into, if you were, if you've watched it before. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just didn't really agree with the winners of that, and I didn't really just love what it, how they did that show. The first season, you had like somebody like Chloe that was a breakout that went over and did the circle, and then this one, Too Hot to Handle, season two, it's just not as good, and you can tell that it's not a Michelle Buteau who is like talking, and like, so the girl who is the host, I just don't love it. I know, I'm just hating on it, you guys, but it's just, it wasn't for me this year, so whatever okay talking really quickly about some housewives just going to break into it really really fast um new york is not really hitting for me you guys and i really don't like admitting that because the thing is is like it's usually one of my favorite franchises if not for one of my favorite shows that's actually on tv you can hear the dog in the background whatever we're not going to stop okay anyways so over there on real housewives of new york you know they're just kind of doing teachable moments and the thing is is they only have a five person cast they just brought in bernard shaw uh let's see what she does i'm really hoping that she kind of gives us some danielle staub kind of fireworks energy i don't think that she's going to be able to come in and give us that kathy hilton comedic moment comedic prowess you know that we're right now enjoying but um the New York situation is just kind of like, okay, we're teaching Ramona about things. I still don't like Leah. There's really not much going on. So that's it. Okay, let's go over to Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills right now, what has just been the most shady thing in the world is just every two seconds, they just keep on 
pulling every single time that Erica mentions that she purchased something, that she did something, they will just look at her and they will just give her like that moment of like an awkward boom, 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 like the little musical moments. And you're just like, okay, they're going to play the awkward music underneath her just because she said that she like took paintings in the middle of the night. Um, Are her lawyers watching this and realizing that Erica dropped him off and just cleared the house out of like couches and whatever else that she needed to get to her new apartment. That was a whole thing. So the other things that are right now going on over there at Beverly Hills, um, the whole right now, the whole fight between Sutton and Crystal is hitting well, I think because the girls, it's an organic fight and it really is over something that, you know, she felt violated and I know there's a lot of like touchiness with that situation like oh when you say violated all of a sudden it becomes a sexual situation no it doesn't it's just you feel violated you feel like somebody is like in on you and the thing is and those women did not do a good job in being an ally to Crystal and hearing her out and honoring her emotions at that moment and so you can disagree with how she's using the word violated but you know exactly what she means that she was basically she doesn't want to say traumatized because that's such a big word as well but she was triggered. Something happened there. So, and it's an apology, get past it. But I completely understand where Sutton is coming from, where Sutton is on the other side, basically saying that you can't paint me into this person. Don't make me this person. I saw what happened last year with Denise. And like, basically everybody knows that she's over here munching on peaches. Like that's just not what Sutton wants to be doing. What's great though, is that Sutton is just firing on all cylinders when are we gonna get this moment between her and erica that has been in the preview so many times or what or nothing are you gonna really hurt my feeling i'm waiting for that next week we're meeting that moment with the oh i'm jealous of what your ugly leather pants so that i mean we're getting classic lines already we're getting housewife moments so Sutton, like her or hate her, she's really, really good for the show, and she is giving us something more than Lisa Renna has in years. And the Lisa Renna thing is just kind of getting tired. I don't want to watch it anymore. Anyways, okay. So there's something right now going around on TikTok. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have seen this, that there's this show over on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's on Netflix right now, and it's called Sex Life. And so it's very much like a Red Shoes Diary kind of a vibe, okay? So it's like upscale, Skinamax, you know. It's terrible, you guys. I tried watching a couple episodes just because I didn't want to just jump in on the part that everybody's been talking about just because I just want to whatever. So what's happening over on TikTok is that these people are doing this challenge right now that you watch sex life you get to episode three and you go in at 19 minutes and like 30 seconds and you start watching from there and about 1955 there is something that they show and it's like a big deal spoiler alert not spoiler alert it's not even a big deal it's a big deck okay you guys that's basically all these people are doing is like oh let's just jump on there and let's see what it is and they try to act like they're so shocked when they watch it yes it's a big dick and the thing is is what's happening is that these girls are doing it and they're showing it to like these guys and it's just it's basically f- porn for females is what sex life is or for gay guys like i said it very much has that red shoe diary old time showtime kind of a vibe to it um acting is terrible don't even really love the storyline it's this woman who is uh, married she's got kids and then you go into this whole thing that she had this past life before she got married that she was with this guy who basically rocked her world and her best friend is now fucking him 
and the best friend is now fucking the, the her old sex buddy. And so, and she's like going back and she's reliving this. And what she's doing is, is she's like writing down very, very Carrie Bradshaw. She's like keeping a journal of like all these sexual escapades that she's now remembering. And her husband is now watching it. And so, and it's just this whole thing. And it's a weave, a web that they have now woven. I don't know if I'm going to jump back into the series. I just wanted to watch it to the point of the 19 minutes and 55 seconds. I saw the big dick. I wouldn't even know what it was. I wasn't that shocked by it. It was like, okay, it's a nice dick. It's a big dick, whatever. It's very much like Ramona on New York. I like dick. You know, that whole sort of thing. But anyways, so, (laughs) okay, you guys, whoever's joining us for the very first time, I will go anywhere on these random streams of conscious. Just buckle in. Okay, so that was Sex Life over on Netflix. So that's what the whole TikTok thing is right now. TikTok challenge, Sex Life, go to 19 minutes, 55 seconds of episode three. It's because people are checking out a big dick. That's it. I was expecting the husband to blow the mistresses or what do you call the guy who's a mistress? Like, what do we call that? It's it's not a mistress. It's a mistress sir. Mistress sir. Mistress sir. Hey, mistress sir. Okay, you guys just let me know what we should call that guy. Anyways, the big dick, <laughs> we was waiting for something else to happen in that scene. And so, bing, bang, bong, sing, sing, song, ding, ding, dong. Okay, right there. That's where I'm going to put that little sound thing in. Probably won't put it in today because we're doing this episode really, really fast. So imagine that was an actual sound cue. You guys know how this show usually works. Okay, so... Drag Race, that's what we're going to be talking about real quickly. So we have All-Star Season 6 has now landed over on Paramount+. Plus. You guys, I'm enjoying it. I'm very much enjoying this season. I know that we broke out who the cast was going to be a couple months ago, but um, they do not disappoint. The thing is, is a lot of them came from like left field, and you're like, why are they bringing Raj O'Hara back? Why are they bringing you know, um, Pandora box. Why are they, but it's hitting. It's actually feeling like a pretty good show and they are not going to give Jan a win at all this season. You guys, I feel so bad for this bitch, but you know, it's just going to be that narrative that she's always going to be safe. Just leave her in the middle, even though in that, that challenge where they did the, uh, the blue ball. I mean, Jan showed up, showed out. She deserved a win there. Even though Raja, I do have to say that I love that. And that, the uh, lip sync for the legacy that she had against Brooklyn Heights. You guys, spoiler alerts, there's already three episodes out there. I'm so sorry if you haven't seen them already, but I'm going to just go there right now. Okay. Um, so anyway, so Raja O'Hara, she did have that little lip sync moment with Little Miss Brooklyn Heights, which we did love. And so, I mean, that was something that was good from it. That's something else, too, that right now that on – Drag Race on All Star Six, they are bringing real lip sync assassins: Coco Montrese, Brooklyn Heights, and then they gave us a Laganja Estranja moment. We've been wanting Laganja, I think, to come back for in some capacity at some point, and she right now is having like the best week ever. Remember VH1, the best week ever. Who's having the best week ever? Laganja Estranja is having the best fucking week ever. That episode dropped last week. Laganja ends up being the lip sync assassin who comes out and she comes out in this amazing costume amazing entrance come on season all-star six let's get sickening or whatever she said appeared out of nowhere just kind of did this whole bam just amazing laganja's having a moment and also she's also let us know that she's trans recently which is a really wonderful thing that she is like 
having this moment in this just fireball out there and she's being authentically herself and everybody is just eating it up and I'm seeing her pop up now in a lot of performances everywhere and I think that her star is just it's back it's on the rise and it's been overdue we saw her when she was a kid basically and now we're seeing her as this fully formed glamazonian woman so I'm loving it so the other things right now on all-star six that we'll just kind of touch upon before I move on topics is just going to be Eureka O'Hara I know she's a fucking amazing drag queen she just really I mean she's like seven foot five or some shit like that especially with heels on and she's just got these sensibilities but there's just something inside of me that's just not rooting for her because like you got an hbo show you got hbo money and we can tell but then she turned out that little outfit during the blue ball that little uh tutu number with the little booty coming out and it was sewn it was put together so freaking well and you're like that's why Yuriko O'Hara is up there but so you know I ain't mad at her at all I am loving me some Raj O'Hara I think we are kind of getting a renaissance of that when she's like a phoenix coming out they were not going to write her into being like the villain of this year so so overall I'm completely enjoying the all-star six this season so let's jump on into some Britney Spears news. Okay, so page six right now, there was a whole thing that came out that Britney Spears' dad allegedly calls her fat. He was calling her a whore when he first started the conservatorship. So they basically reads on, Britney Spears' dad called her fat a whore and a terrible mother soon after her conservatorship began. I mean, are we not hating him? We're hating him. We hate you, Jamie Spears. You're like one of the worst people. Jamie Spears and Trump. Oh, my God. Do you think they hang out hanging at Mar-a-Lago? Did you guys hear Wendy Williams this past week when she was like, death to them all <laughs> about Jamie Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears and Lynn Spears. They all have the same fucking name over there. Anyways, we got to get Brittany out. Um, apparently, Jamie Spears had so much control that he would just bellow around that I'm Brittany Spears. According to a close family friend, Jamie Spears shocked those around the family when he masterminded his daughter's life after she was taken into a psychiatric ward for mental health evaluations in 2008, the New Yorker reported Saturday. Jamie said, baby, and I thought he was going to say, we love you, but you need help. Longtime family friend Jacqueline Butcher told the mag. But what he said was, you're fat. Daddy's going to get you on a diet and a trainer and you're going to get back in shape. But Butcher claimed, saying after the comments, he left her feeling sick. Jamie, who's now 68, has been trying to mastermind the daughter's return to showbiz with her guest slot on the TV hit How I Met Your Mother, Butcher recalled, saying that he would point to a TV and tell his daughter that she's that the news would soon be saying she's back. But instead of encouraging his daughter, he would instead wear her down and abuse, Butcher says. He would get an all in her face. Spittle was flying, telling her that she was a whore and a terrible mother. Butcher said, this is like the worst, you guys. And now like Ronan Farrow, there's like a whole Ronan Farrow article that came out in The New Yorker. Read that one. I'm just giving you guys the page six because it's like a real quick nugget. But the Ronan Farrow article that's in The New Yorker is pretty like explosive this is like where they're getting all this stuff from and just they kind of took the cliff notes version here but so basically saying lynn now who's 68 had divorced jamie in 2020 2002 uh partly at her daughter's urging after years in verbal abuse abandonment and erratic behavior she recalled in 2008 memoir through the storm britney's mom only agreed to the conservatorship because she thought it would not would last sorry 
Britney's mom only agreed to the conservatorship because she thought it would last months, not 13 years and counting, and was happy for her ex to be in control because she thought it would make her daughter resent her, him and not her, Butcher told the Mac. So now Lynn Spears basically was like, oh, no, we'll make your dad be the bad guy, and I'll be the good one, and I'll be standing over here, and I'll just be waiting for you to come on out. But the thing is now, 13 years later, Lynn Spears, write another freaking book. I did read her very first book, you guys, like the one that was like supposed to be co-written by Britney. It was the stupidest shit ever, okay? So it's like, don't even waste your money. If you guys see it at the dollar store, don't even buy it. Just wait for Britney to get out so we can spend our money on her again. Anyways, so what else is going on? So but when Lynn tried to tell Jamie of how she hoped for the arraignment would work, his ex started shouting that his control over the daughter's life included limiting Lynn's access. Butcher recalled him bellowing, I am Britney Spears, a refrain she would repeatedly hear him saying throughout the early years of the conservatorship, she said. Lynn refused to discuss the situation at length, telling the New Yorker that she might have to hang up abruptly the, the phone if other family members walked in, the mag said. So what the fuck is going on? All these people have more money than God, okay? Over here at the Britney Spears camp. And all these women are just basically sitting in fear of Jamie Spears. This is a monster, you guys. Like a complete gross monster. So Britney's mom says, I got mixed feelings about everything. I don't know what to think. Why am I talking in an accent, you guys? I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm not going to try to be that person. That sounds like I'm trying to make it so simple. Anyways, it's a lot of pain, a lot of worry. I'm good. I'm good at deflecting, she added. Yeah, you are. I've been good at deflecting and looking the other way for all these years. Girl. Okay, so furthermore, so Jacqueline Butcher, you know, that family friend, she basically said she felt taken advantage of and inadvertently played a key role in the conservatorship first getting set. She had been there close to Britney during the freaking circus of her being taken, that's quotes, in the quote unquote freaking circus, of her being taken into care for the psych hold and that she detailed of much of what she saw to Jamie's lawyers. She said she feels exploited by how that was used in legal documents that get the conservatorship. I didn't know how a conservatorship worked, she told the New Yorker. It was supposed to be temporary. She expected to have to give testimony in a lengthy court hearing, but instead said it was prearranged and the whole process was maybe 10 minutes. Ugh, they just fast-tracked everything. This... So Britney's been like locked up for all this time, and one of the people who was thought they were gonna go and like give like the real real details, this Jacqueline Butcher person, her friend, basically was like they used me, and just like they used me, and it wasn't even like oh, she didn't even get to go testify, you guys. Like they just took her words and they just kind of used them, and then it has to do with tone of voice and everything else, and so they just put it all in black and white. So the star repeatedly attempted to get her own lawyers to fight it, but she was unable to use them because she had been ruled mentally unfit to retain one, the article detailed. Brittany could have been found holding an axe and a severed head saying, I did it and she still would have had the right to an attorney in a legal case, Jonathan Martinez, a senior director for the Law Center for Disability Rights at Syracuse University, told The New Yorker. So, the way that he has to put that. Anyways, so under the guardianship, you don't have the same rights as an axe murderer, he said. The judge who approved the conservatorship, Riva Goetz, who has been since retired, denied the account, telling the New Yorker that there were lengthy discussions about the star's health and that she had opportunities for input. 
A rep for Jamie declined to answer specific questions, but characterized his behavior as that of a loving father saving his daughter from possible ruin, the mag said. A rep denied Brittany's recent claims. However, that their father was behind her having an IUD per- to prevent her from having more children. Jamie also recently filed court papers insisting he was no longer directly in control of his daughter, claiming that she has been cut from communicating for with her for at least two years. Okay. So basically, Jamie's saying that this girl don't have nothing to do with anybody, so she needs to go away. That's what he's saying. Who knows what's going on here, but this this uh, Miss Belcher, she has some tea, and she's basically now spilling it. It seems like everybody is. Jason Alexander is. She is. We've had Iggy Azalea now recently come out and basically say that Britney's dad cornered her and wasn't going to let her go back on stage if she didn't sign this NDA. So let's all see what happens. Everybody light a candle for Miss Britney Spears, and hopefully she'll get out of this situation very soon. It is just really just tragic completely. Okay, you guys. Um... That is kind of going to be my whole show today. I'm kind of giving you guys just a nice little 30-minute nugget here. Uh, I will let you guys know that I have recently started watching Catfish. I know. Crazy. MTV Catfish. But it's really good. So how this whole affair started was, you know, on like Facebook, they will all of a sudden start showing you guys different videos. When you watch something and they give you like another one to kind of keep you in that whole Facebook TV thing and you just kind of keep on cycling. It's how I got into Brad Mondo, the hair guy. If you don't know who he is, look him up, Brad Mondo. A lot of fun, those little videos. But anyways, they've started now doing these catfish ones and it's like the top five catfish or the top by best freakouts and blah 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 so i started watching those and i was like hmm and then i looked up one of the lists like on a radar you know top 10 catfish episodes you know the craziest things and so i watched those and now i'm just into the main seasons and i am finding it to be thoroughly enjoyable i don't know if it's because i like looking inside of people's houses especially like in the middle of the country and things that aren't like in big cities because i just find it fascinating that's really weird Okay, I know I hear it now, but as I say it out loud, I know it's really, really weird. But anyways, and then I also just love like all the reactions, you know, that it's usually like when they come back to the catfish, it's usually somebody who's like, I'm doing so much better now. I've lost weight. I stopped, you know, going to the school and using somebody else's computer and taking people's phones and I'm now not catfishing people anymore. Oh, okay. Everybody's stable here. What was great, though, is I just watched this episode recently, and this one girl, she's, like, having a full-on anxiety meltdown, and she's, like, all hysterical as this guy is, like, talking, and she's, like, whipping her hair around and, like, having these nervous tics, and she, like, sits down on the floor, and there's a moment where, like, Neve and Max, and they're like, okay, so we're just going to talk to, you know, the guy now. And so you just take a moment. She's like, can I go run? And she's like running around in the background. And they're talking to this guy like, so you don't think you want to have a relationship with her? As this bitch is running and laying down and rolling around in the grass. And he's like, "Um, I don't think this is the appropriate time to talk about the relationship with this girl. Because, ooh. So, and then today I also put over on my stories. And I'll put this inside of my save stories. So you guys will find these in the archives. Um, I was watching this episode yesterday. And it was this poor gentleman who... He was, he's sick, he's terminally ill, and he's been talking to this girl online that he met in one of these little chat rooms. I don't know if it was Moco Chat or one of those, but anyways, he's been talking to this girl for all this time, and they've been vibing, and he knows that it's not really her because she sent her these beautiful pictures. Well, then they look for this girl, her name is Ashley, and they keep saying Ashley, and they don't really give you the last name, so it's Ashley bleep bleep, and they keep saying that, and even if you put it in caps lock, or in closed caption, 
you'll see it's a bleep bleep. So it's Ashley bleep bleep. Well, Ashley bleep bleep looks like an Ashley bleep bleep. She's full meth like out and she apparently killed somebody with three other gentlemen. And so that's the girl who they are now looking at as like the potential. This is the girl who's been talking to you, who's been catfishing you. And when they show this boy, it is the most insane reveal as he's talking to me. It's like, so yeah, so it might be this girl, Ashley bleep bleep. And like, you can just see his eyes get so big and so scared. And so I am thoroughly, I don't know if that's supposed to be a funny point, but I think they did some comic justice there. These editors, they can always be shady in these reality shows. We know this, but anyways, it was fun. Okay. You guys, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this little short nugget, this 4th of July nugget for Bald and Bingeable. It has been always a pleasure talking to you guys. Back every Tuesday, you guys will get a new episode of Bald and Bingeable. Make sure you guys like and subscribe everywhere that is listed to podcasts. Give us five stars over on Apple Podcasts. You guys can find me at D'Angelo Bilgo on Instagram and Twitter. And you guys can find me at D'Angelo on TikTok. You guys... Remember, I'm also going to be out there and about there. I'm going to be at Precinct in downtown Los Angeles on July 10th for the Barracuda. Then I'm also going to be the next week on the 17th here in San Diego. I am producing the entertainment on the Escapade Yacht Pride Cruise. You guys will see that coming up. And then I'll also be over at Thirst on the 15th at Pex in San Diego. So catch all those dates and every all these times all on my social media. I'll talk to you guys soon. Good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level. <laughs>